This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being, being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. It is evident that regular exercise is important for maintaining a healthy body and for reducing the risk of developing chronic diseases, like heart disease and diabetes. Interestingly, the importance of exercise in maintaining a healthy mind is also becoming more and more clear. Exercise is now being prescribed by doctors as a part of treatment for a range of mental illnesses, including depression and anxiety. While scientists do not fully understand how exercise can help improve our mood, we know enough about the positive benefits of exercise to suggest that everyone living with mental illness should have access to tailored exercise programs as part of their recovery. From sleep aids to a cleaning disinfectant spray, Darren has been successful in innovating new products, developing supply chains, and establishing initial marketing positioning. Darren has also been a proven fitness leader, working as a strength and conditioning advisor for elite and amateur athletes for 28 years. He has served as a volunteer coach at junior high and high school levels for 12 years. Drawing from his own experience, he has designed a number of fitness enhancement products, Lion's Fuel. Valeria Tellez interviews Darren Lopez. He is an entrepreneur, innovator, fitness leader, co-founder of Lions Fuel, and speaker. Darren Lopez has a 23-year diverse entrepreneurial background in nutraceuticals, cosmeceuticals, and anti-aging wellness. Darren's specialty skill set and diverse experience have allowed him to help innovate new products, develop supply chains, and establish initial marketing position for groups and products that allowed them to grow from startup to millions in sales. He has also served as a strength and conditioning advisor for elite and amateur athletes for 28 years, takes great pride in turning average amateur athletes into college level. Meet Darren Lopez at agelessgloballab.com. Here's the interview with Darren Lopez. In your own words, who is Darren Lopez? <laughs> that is a great question. You know, he, he's a guy that's consistently trying to get better day by day on many different fronts. Uh, over the, his 53 years of existence, he's made a lot of mistakes. He's done a lot of things right. He's had some great parents that uh, gave him the importance of education, service, development on multiple fronts, mental, you know, physical, spiritual. They supported me in chasing my dreams of playing college sports. They supported me on taking two years out of college sports to do uh, 
religious service mission. They've helped me. Um, they gave me a great foundation. And even with that great foundation, I, like everybody, I've made you know tons of mistakes. And I've tried to learn from those mistakes. I look at this life as, as an educational experience. And I try to find different. I've been blessed with a bunch of different mentors from Larry Scott, the first Mr. Olympia, to some different strength coaches like Greg Shepard, the founder of Bigger, Faster, Stronger, to some great business leaders that um, I've tried to learn from and help myself progress. And I've learned a lot through this journey. And, and one of the biggest things I think that where I'm at now is that you just can't have success in one area and the success of other areas. You can't be just all, at least it doesn't feel like success to me. I, you know, you have people out there that want to just be, you know, you, you follow their success just on the mental side and read a ton of books and do all this stuff. And you're really, but at the, the, the cost of what your physical health or your, or your relationships or, you know, and then, you know, people that are all in physically and then at the cost of, you know, their relationships, their, their, you know, their, their mental health, they, uh, their relationships. So I've really come to a point in my life where I try to balance. I got five different pillars. I try to live in balance and, and try to roll the five stones up the hill kind of at the same, you know, simultaneously. I see that. I love this message of balance. And I wonder if that is um, a destination, Darren, or this is something that we learn, we kind of learn to get to this state of balance and learn where, where we find it. And then we just kind of feel comfortable and even being out of balance sometimes because we know the way back. How do you feel about this idea of balance? Is that a destination or an ongoing process? I think it's an ongoing thing that you, you got to constantly monitor the things that are important in your life and that Sometimes it, you naturally get out of balance is just going through life. And, but the thing is, is it's kind of like the airplane pilot that's consistently making course corrections to land at the, the correct area. And that's, you know, like, like when I was 38 years old, uh, which was a while ago, everybody that looked at me on the outside would have said, oh my gosh, he's the picture perfect of physical health. But I had, you know, I had a few things, you know, in my relationship and, you know, I let my relationship with my wife get out of balance a little bit and I had to you know I had to really correct and balance that out and spend some time but it took that realization of you know what I'm out of balance here I'm doing this you know and that it wasn't that I was a bad guy I was really trying to be the best guy I could be but just going through that you know I that's out of balance but I was lucky enough to pull it back in balance and and work on those work on those different areas and you know, work on trying to find a balance between the whole, all the categories that are important to me. I like what you said about balance. The metaphor was a plane. So it seems like staying out of balance for too long might become an, an issue, right? So that's an interesting idea. I never thought about that, being out of balance for too long. And I, um, I, what I do is I, I've got a journal that I journal every morning and I, I start each day putting things that I'm grateful for in these different categories and kind of And then I, I kind of re try to review each category and try to, you know, what makes importance and make sure that my actions are going toward advancing those, those areas and, and, and not the expense of the other areas. And that's, uh, 
it's very easy. I can see how people can get, you know, get out of balance. And I don't think there's any shame in being out of balance. I just think there's shame in staying out of balance and continue going down the wrong path. It's kind of like a funny, I remember reading my kids when they were really little, the Bernstein bear book about the, the little bear and he uh, got a bad grade and then he started making bad decisions. And the grandpa bear told him, you know, went and showed him a wagon that he got stuck in a pond and said, you know, this is me continuing to just try to go the path and not, not correcting it. And that's why my wagon's stuck in the pond and just learning that, you know what, sometimes you got to realize when you're stuck and then back up and make course corrections. What do you feel is the purpose of the human experience there? I personally am one of the, I believe it's gaining an education across, yeah, it's an educational experience and it's consistent chance to improve yourself and to learn. And and one of my big parts of that is in that process of learning is helping as many people, helping as many other people as possible in the process, enriching their lives. Yeah. Do you wonder why we feel so strongly about not just helping ourselves, but helping others. It's such a huge part of having purpose and meaning in this life. Have you wondered why? <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh yeah. I mean, I've got my own kind of spiritual beliefs, why, and, you know, the, you know, and, and I know that other people have, you know, whys. I know it's just was always ingrained to me, you know, I know that, you know, people can do it from us, you know, feeling a, um, a responsibility to being a good citizen, uh, you know, or from their religion or from their belief in their higher being or whatever they, or force that they believe in. And, you know, I know my, my parents ingrained into me that, you know what, you you won't, you, you are not ever going to be a self-made person and you also owe it to others to help them be better. And that's, you know, and I remember uh, when my youngest kid was going into sports or my oldest kid was going to sports, my dad came to me and says, a lot of people invested time into you to become the good athlete you were. It's time that you pay it back. You need to be coaching these kids. And I've went on and coached, volunteered, coached the high school, junior high level, the junior level for probably 20 plus years on top of running multiple companies. And people people have said, you know what, you're crazy. The thing is, is that, you know what, people invested in me and I, I, I guess you know, with that from my parents and the upbringing, the you know, it's that just that inner feeling that I felt like I have to give back, and I've been. It's been, it's such a great feeling. At least I've experienced such a great feeling of helping. You know, multiple kids get into college, multiple kids excel at sports that that never thought they would, and you know, get, seeing that confidence grow, mm. and it makes me think back. You know, was I was I in a similar situation? What a beautiful thing. So we have different motivations to help others. And your motivation was, um, it's actually coming from your upbringing, your parents and their influence on you. What are your spiritual practices and belief systems? I am a big believer in a higher being. And I respect everybody else's belief and what they, you know, they have the right to believe how they want to. And I believe, you know, there's a loving heavenly being that uh, is looking out for me, wants to see the best for me, has given me responsibilities with my wife and my kids and bless me to, you know, and has also given me certain talents that I need to share and help others with and help others grow from. 
So another question I have uh, getting into what you do as a professional is the idea of good health and being a healthy person. What does it take to be considered a healthy human being? That is a very great question. And I think it's one that sometimes a lot of people out there are giving crazy misinformation, different answers about. I think it's somebody that's, um, that's got a physical health that's good for you know, what, they're, what they're trying to achieve in life. Not everybody wants to be a model body or a bodybuilder or, a, or an actor, but do they want to be able to carry their luggage to the airport? Do they want to be able to go walk with their wife or kids? Do they want to be able to go out and garden? Do they want to be able to live to be 80, 90 years old? Do they got good mental health? And, you know, are they? And so it's a, I think it's a real good balance between physical and mental health and not only what you look like on the outside, but what the inside and the, you know, the blood work and the different things say. And right now we're, I've been working a lot with our, our um, medical advisors. We're, um, we're doing a lot of work in the, the nutrition and, and diet categories and kind of trying to dispel some of the mess because I think there's a lot of things out there that's got a lot of undue pressure on people and a lot of just, you know, you can't enjoy certain types of food or you're, you're, you're just going to balloon up. You can't ever eat a carb again. Well, over the last six years, I went from a 40-inch waist to a 32-inch waist, lost 70 pounds, and I've eaten more carbohydrates than I ever have in my life more fruits, more vegetables, more different things. And the thing is, is that everybody's physical health is diff- sometimes different. You, people respond to food differently. And you know what? You can't just say everybody, there's one size that fits all. Everybody has to have their, their, their they, they got to f- find their journey. And that's what we try to help. We try to make that journey as simple as possible for trying to improve their physical and mental health. And, and we tell them, I don't know if you know who Dr. Life is, the guy that wrote The Life, uh, that guy that started his journey really when he was 52. Now he's in his 70s and he looks great. And, you know, he's, you know but, but it's, it's like a consistent journey. And it's, take the long-term approach and consistently just try to improve your, your health. We have three or four people right now we're trying to help lose weight that were close to 400 pounds. And last six, seven months, they've lost 60 pounds. We're like, that's awesome. They haven't had a surgery. They've just followed some principles and they're happy and their mental health's improved and they're. So it's taking responsibility, right, Daring? It's uh, so important. Yeah, taking responsibility and then just, you know, and then just starting to create, trying to create those habits and those actions that will help move you toward, you know, where you, where you want to be. That kind of, that course correction a little bit and not feeling guilt, not feeling guilty because you have to course correct. You know what? You are where you're at. And that's fine. Accept it. You know, but you know, and don't beat yourself up if you're not all the way back to where you want to be in two weeks or a month. Or look at it as a long, longer-term journey, and just consistently have joy in that journey. One of the things for me that's kind of um, very important is not to have too many restrictions around food. Of course, I have those restrictions naturally, but I wonder how some of us learn to do that without imposing uh, a lot of stress and pressure to ourselves 
because I've seen that in my family members even, like trying to lose weight and they become even more stressed than they were before, although they are losing weight, but they don't seem happy. You just mentioned then, this. Then, yeah, yeah. Talk to me about that for a moment. Oh, that, you know what? That, I, I love what you just said there. I mean, and that's one of the biggest problems I think right now out there. And I think it's a kind of a stumbling block that's stopping people from losing weight. It's amazing that the statistics show that less than 10% of the people can lose 10% of their body weight and keep it off for over a year. And I think it's because of stuff like what you just said that, you know, they, they, whenever they put something in their mouth, they, they're look, looking at, oh man, who's looking? Is this good or bad? Or then you have somebody that's supposedly well-meaning saying, oh my gosh, you just ate that <laughs> piece of bread? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Or, or you had you had that uh -huh. donut and oh, oh my gosh yeah don't you know how you you know and the, <laughs> the thing <laughs> so is, true <laughs> the thing is, the thing is is you're uh -huh. sitting there going okay you know what we've actually I mean you, I mean I guess if you want to have on your gravestone you know what I didn't have any donuts for the last 30 years of my life <laughs> yeah or I didn't have a piece of cake at my own wedding because I didn't want anybody to think I'm uh -huh. getting fat no. I guess if that's your, if that's your objective yeah but you know I also <laughs> I think food's one of those pleasures that, you know, sometimes, and I, you know, you don't overindulge, but can you have treats? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we, we, and we've gotten more into that and we've been doing a lot of study, me and my, my, our medical advisors on our team, um, about just how different food responds to different people. Right. And it's amazing. You can take two different people and you can monitor their blood sugar. You give one person a piece of white bread mm. and it spikes their their blood sugar levels, and you give the another person a piece of white bread, and it their blood levels are, are stable. You switch it around with wheat bread, and it, it just flip flops the other way. And uh, people are saying, "Oh, that's that's crazy." Well, right. we got the blood work to prove it, mm. and it's just showing that people, you know, you got to find and you got to experiment with what food. We always say you got to find food that makes you feel full, satisfied, and energized. Mm, right. Because because you need that fuel to to yeah. propel you through the day. So it is very individual, very personal, right, Daring, this journey of finding what is healthy for us and what is our own definition of health anyway. You mentioned earlier carbs, that you are having more carbs these days, all kinds of carbs. Is there such a thing as healthy and unhealthy carbs that we should stay away from? Some? Well, you know what? And that I think that differs from person to person. And the only way you can really do that is to monitor your blood sugar levels and see how the food responds to you. And, it, you know, sometimes it changes over time. And, I, you know, without that, having those, they got some of those very affordable blood sugar monitors you can just stick on the back of your arms and you can use it with your smartphone. But we, we even have a simpler metrics is that does it make you feel full, satisfied, and energized? You know, if, if it's not good for you, you'll feel energy and then crash. But if your body, if you start feeling, you know, satisfied and you feel, you know, energized and you're, you're thinking clearly and, you're, you know, then, then you're sitting there saying, okay, this is some winning food for me. This is something that uh, I need to be eating more of. And then you, you, you start getting benchmarks where you're at. It's like we tell people not to worry so much about their their weight initially, but their waist size. We want your waist size to be under half your height. Ah, that's a very good tip. <laughs> and so that we, 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 we want people to, to focus on, you know, being being healthier. And that we find that's a better, better healthy, you know, is that if you can get your waist size underneath, you know, underneath half your height, that... Um, 
it, it's a it's a really good sign that you're 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 healthier. And then you can start. Of course, people. I mean, I have two daughters that were college athletes that were a little bit bigger, and you know, and they're always worried about, oh, you know, do boys think I'm skinny enough? And and I say, you know, and it's just because society puts that pressure on them. And I'm like, you girls are hotties. You guys are certifiable. You know, you guys are gorgeous inside and out. And uh, that's where I think that people really need to just look at themselves and say, you know what? I got a lot of value, I'm gorgeous inside and out. And you know what? I want to improve. And I, you know what? And I don't care what anybody else says outside of me. I'm just going to start making certain decisions that'll, you know, and might, you know, I might not get there as fast as somebody else, but it, it doesn't matter. I'll get there eventually. Oh my God. It's good to be your daughter. <laughs> your daughters. I see that. <laughs> That's well, I, a know, wonderful. I count myself lucky to be their dad. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's fun. It's, you know, it's my, my youngest daughter's actually on a religious service adventure in Chile for 18 months. She's got three months left. What an experience. Yeah. She put college soccer and college on hold. Or he got an associate degree, but you know, but she wanted that balance. She wanted that experience of growing spiritually. And I and so we supported her and saying, you know what? And some people said, you know what, you're crazy. Have her get a degree, have her get finish up her other degree and she can make a lot of, she can get so far ahead. You know what I think? There's always a rush for people to, you know, like my son right now in high school feels so much pressure to, ha- to try to graduate with an associate degree. I'm like, you know what? You're a kid. Enjoy the journey, son. You're playing three sports. You're debating. You're on the National Honor Society. Relax. You don't need your associate's degree. There's time enough for college. Right. Enjoy the journey. Thank you so much for being you. We need to see more parents like you in this world so we can also see a better human beings and just a better way of living. We got to change what's happening, especially now. So much conflicts within and out. So thank you so much for educating your kids the way you do. It sounds really wonderful to me. It's, it really sounds like unconditional love. You're very open and you're there for them no matter what. And, you know, I try to carry that same habits over into the business world, too, you know, in the sense is because it's crazy some of the pay differentials between CEOs and their staff. And I really try to I've made a conscious decision to have a small, you know, even though we've got multiple companies, you know, we try to have just the right amount of people and we, we try to empower them and let them let them shine and let them let them progress and we got an office manager that doesn't have a formal college education, but smarter than a lot of, and she, she's grown and she's just, she's a dynamo and she's just got so much to offer, but people that would judge, I guess you don't judge a book by just, you know, it's cover. You, you know, when you work around her, you're sitting there saying, darn, this, this girl is a superstar and she's consistently progressing. And anybody that would judge a book by just saying, oh, you know what? She doesn't have a bachelor's degree yet. That's beautiful to see you giving, you seeing the talent and the innate skills of, of women around you. I'm sure you, you do the same for men, which is a beautiful balance, not just to choose sides. Thank you for that, too. <laughs> Thank you. I really love you. I really love your philosophies. I, I'm just listening to the way you ask your questions and what you're saying, and it's just, it's, I really like it. Your listeners are very lucky to, to have you 
um, access to you. So talk to me for a moment about exercise in mental health and well-being. What's the connection? And all kinds of exercise affect our mental health or some of them are more effective than others? I, I think it's somewhat still individualized. I mean, um, you got to find what exercise. I think just exercise is a great thing. It helps you. It gets you active. It keeps you younger keeps you working it keeps you know it helps your mobility and you know we, we just don't work like the the people of olden days i mean you're not out we're not out farming we're not out doing certain chores so um it's like some of the biggest stars in hollywood you know they found out i mean you know schwarzenegger you know stallone a lot of these different things were like i found out that if i worked on my physical stuff good things happen and I don't think you got to take it to the levels that some of those stars do. I think even just 20 to 30 minutes a day, you know, it, whether it's going for a walk, whether it's lifting for weights, I try to exercise, you know, at least five to six days a week. I also try to take a little bit of a break from it at least once or twice a week. And and not more, I still be active, but just not, you know, exercise. And as I've gotten older, I mean, I've kind of changed up. You know, because my goals have changed. I don't want to be the monster football player I was in college, or I don't need to be when I was in my was when I was working with some of the mixed martial arts guys in my mid twenties and early thirties, helping them with being a strength coach. I did not, you know, I, you know, I'm I'm not needing that type of thing. But you know what? I want to look good. I want to feel good. I want to be, you know, heck, I wouldn't mind to live to be a healthy hundred. <laughs> you know, li lifting with my grandsons in the gym at 100 <laughs> would be an ideal situation for me and my granddaughters. Mm. <laughs> uh, that sounds good. You know, yeah, you know really playing good. playing sports with them, you know, being out there and saying, hey, yeah. and I, you know, and, and, and it's fun. It's fun to be, you know, as I, I've taken little joys in the journey, you know, even going in and working out now as you're, you know, you'll see stuff like I, I was in the gym one day and I was, I was bench pressing 275 and some younger kids came in and says, man, you're pretty strong for an old guy. And I, I, I was joking around with him. I says, you know, yeah, I just retired. I'm 62. I, I you know, I, I, I fed with him. He says, wow. I said, I just came back into it. You know, and then I got thinking, man, those kids believed I was 62. Maybe I looked like I'm 62. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> sure. Joking around with them. With them and they're just like, you know, so it, you know it, it's fun to be able uh, to just, you know, be, be physically active. And it's, um, and I think that as you're physically active, I think that it, it just gets the, the internal stuff within your body flowing better. Your mind thinks better. And when, when I find myself in the middle of the day, sometimes if you, I don't know if you've ever experienced this where you have kind of like, you just got so many things hitting you. I always get up and I do a, like a, you know, some stretches or go for a short walk or do something to just shake the cobwebs loose. And it feels like you come back and all of a sudden, man, your, your brain's refreshed. You're, you're refreshing. You didn't have to go have a hard workout. I mean, just a five, 10 minute walk or just done a little bit of yoga or some stretching okay. or some joint mobility. You're sitting there thinking, oh man. I feel better. Yeah. Another question um, that I wanted to ask is about anxiety and depression. Do you also think that exercise could help or even prevent those I, disorders? I think it. I think it definitely does not hurt, and I think it does. I think it can absolutely help, and I think that one thing that can absolutely help with that too is to look at different types of food that 
you feel less anxious, you know, try to, you know, that you're energized that you're feeling better with. I always tell people that have anxiety, you know, we found, we, we found certain uh, nutritional cocktails that we, we have out through several of our companies that kind of help with anxiety. And I, I think a lot of people are nutrient deprived on certain things that then some of the side effects are anxiety, you know, uh, depression. And I, th- I think sometimes it's some of those things are also when you, when you've temporarily lost a little bit of, you know, like depression, you, you, when you, when you have something to fight for, when you, so you, you know, when somebody says depression, sit down and write out things that, that are important to you that you want to start doing and start trying to, to help others. My, my mother had a, a very, very crazy disease and she lived 17, 18 years longer than any doctor gave her credit for. But she said her secret to her longevity and why she was able to be every medical expert's opinion was she stopped focusing on herself and started focusing on others. When she felt terrible, she tried to help somebody else. She says, whether it was your kids. And she says, I don't know if it was a magic formula, but you know what? It worked for me. It helped me out. And I noticed with her disease, she, she, would, she went through different trying to find different foods that she could actually tolerate and eat. And it, and it changed over time as her disease progressed, but she was always about service and trying to find stuff that made her give her the energy that she needed. And she, she switched it up to where she'd find stuff that would agree with her and, and do it. And, you know, and I, I just think it's, if you suffer from those mental issues, my one big piece of advice is don't get discouraged, reach out, look for people to help. And also, the people can, that can help you, but also help others because it's a truly win-win situation. You help others, others can help you. And, but just don't ignore it. Don't sweep it under the table and say, you know what, there's something wrong with me because I feel this way. You mentioned food. That's so true that affects our mental health. I noticed myself with the caffeine, like I used to drink coffee and I ne- never felt good after, never. It gave me anxiety actually. All of a sudden, I decided to stop, and then everything changed. That's so amazing how small that is. And I was not aware of that, of how that, that affected that, my brain. That, that is so great to share. I mean, you are a prime example of what we tell people to do. Is if, you know, switch something out, and you found out that that was, a, that, that was something that didn't agree with your body. It was a key that you needed to get rid of. And then all of a sudden, it, it made you feel a lot better and opened up a, a bunch of other doors for you. It's even like right now we, we we've launched a new sleep product through one of our other companies that is we're amazed at how many people are not getting good quality sleep and how that affects mental health and how that affects so many health measures that if you're not sleeping seven hours a night you are you're putting yourself at a health risk and you know and early in my business career and stuff they were always saying oh you know what wimps sleep only wimps sleep sleep longer than five hours you can get enough sleep when you're dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, oh, wow. If you take sleep for a long time, you'll be dead a lot sooner than you should be. So, you know, and there's a thing about sleeping too much, but we, you know, we're really trying to teach people about sleep balance and trying to get good quality, good quality of sleep for your mental and physical health. It goes back to balance, right, Derek? It always goes yeah. back to balance. How amazing. So talk to me for a moment about the your services. Do you meet people in person online to help them? We do some of that. We actually send a lot of people to our, our medical advisors uh, clinic. We offer a lot of different products. Uh, we have multiple product websites that we, we try to have 
specialty products. We try to offer a lot of, you know, free information about how, you know, some different things you can do. It's on, you know, products that you could use them, you know, can enhance your journey. We always try to make it affordable for people too. The best solutions in the world don't work if they're, if people can't afford to do them. And I always look at everything we offer to people. I want it to be something that I'd give my daughter, my mother, my grandmother, one of my elite athlete friends. I'd, I want to be able to, you know, have that integrity that knowing that I'm in, enhancing and improving your life instead of, you know, I'm not just trying to, trying to enrich myself by trying to convince you to spend money with me. And uh, we truly want to, to help people. And uh, early on in my business, you know, I, I did do a lot of consulting with people on their health and what, you know, some of the personalizing. We got a few select people. We've been doing some, some studies on, you know, sleep and we've been doing some new things on. We've got um, a nasal spray that we're doing that uh, helps with allergies. And, you know, it's funny is that if you keep your nose filter clean, and you're breathing better, it's funny how that oxygen through your system makes people healthier. It's just, and so it's one of those, it's one of those products we're just introducing. So we, we've got a whole different, you know, we got a set of Lions Field products that are geared more towards some of the, the more competitive athletes or some of the people that want to push themselves. We've got what we call our Easy Slim 9 thing that we, we have an intermittent fasting system that we tell people to start with and to just eat within a nine hour window and, you know, restrict your eating only to not, you know, be moderate, be balanced in your eating and then see how that improves your health and then adjust from there. We've had good success. We have a sleep seven, we call it because our goal is, is we want people, we name the product sleep seven because it's simple. Our objective is to get people sleeping seven hours a night. We don't want them to sleep nine hours a night because we, we know that there's detrimental effects of sleeping too much. But seven is that sweet spot. And we want you to be, we want you to dream. <laughs> you if want you're not, to dream, right. If you're, not, if you're not dreaming, you're not getting the REM sleep is what we found. What a beautiful metaphor for life too, isn't it? We want to dream. <laughs> um, if, if, you're not, if you're not dreaming, you got too much mental, you got too much stress, you're, you know what, you're not getting the good quality sleep. And you got to look at some of those other things in, you know, in your life. And that's where, and that's something that's taken me personally about eight months to get back into balance. I was out of balance. I was sleeping about five hours a night and I wasn't dreaming. And if I don't watch it, I'm care I really get back out of balance on that front fairly easily. So it's like when I start noticing I'm not dreaming and I'm and I I wear this ring that tells me how much I sleep. And I and I just sit there saying, okay, if my sleep quality's off, I'm like, okay, you're out of balance, bud. Right. Let's course correct. Is that possible to dream and not remember the dreams we have? There, some people say that. My husband says yeah, that yeah, all the time. There's an argument both ways. I, I think that's possible. If you're asking ask right. me, you don't have any evidence for that yet, right? That we can. Right. Well, the, the, the medical, the medical, we do have evidence that um, that you you know what to get the good quality of sleep is, is is a sign that you're getting the REM sleep is that you dream, and uh, I just know that there's people that we've had as we've been working with them and saying that I thought I think I dream. I'm not sure what I dreamt, which, which leads us to believe that they, that they probably dreamt. They remember something. And my husband, he always says he doesn't remember his dreams because I ask him often and he says, no, I didn't dream. 
Yeah, I have to talk to him. <laughs> do you monitor? Do you monitor? How long? How does? How long does he sleep for? Do you monitor how long he sleeps for? Does he? Does uh, he sleep sound? Does he get? Yeah, he's sleeping better now. We got a puppy, and that changed a lot. I can imagine you with kids. A lot of times, a dog would wake him up. Now he still does. So I think he's he's probably not getting enough. Probably does five six back, hours. Does he fall back to sleep fast after he gets up? Should be able to fall back to sleep within about five minutes of getting up. You'd probably it'd be interesting. And you know what? I will I will send you a little goodie bag with a couple of things to try. You just experiment with. Oh, that would be helpful, Darren. And I'll write a review for it for sure because it seems like he needs some help with that, with the sleep pattern and all, and the dreaming. He's not dreaming, so that is uh, you just kind of uh, caught my attention with that because he always often says I didn't dream. He says that a lot. I will send you some of the Sleep 7 products for you guys to try. And we're having a pretty good, we're having about 8 out of 10 people that are really improving their sleep pattern with it. That's high. And it has a high rate. So it's, we're, we're very happy. I mean, I don't think, the more I get through life, I, I find out that something doesn't, you know, some things don't uh, work for every, everybody. Right. So right. It, it doesn't bug me when everything yeah. you know, works. Because right. I, I just know that. That we're all different, <laughs> very different. We're all we're all different, and some you know some things don't work for everybody. You know? So true. Thank you so much again, Darren. We're almost at the end. I do have a few more questions for you, but before that, I really want to say again that I love your intention and your purpose in this life, and everything about you. It's really beautiful. That's the word that comes to me more you're, often you're, than you not. You are very, very, very nice. And I, I appreciate that. And I, you know what, it's to have somebody like yourself say that it makes me feel good. And it, you know, it makes my mom probably feel ah, really good, yeah. even though she's passed on to wherever they pass on to. Yeah. You know, and I, you know, cause I know that they put a lot of effort in trying to get me t- to a point. And I, you know, to have somebody like yourself that has influence and and doing all the good you're doing to offer that compliment, I really, I really, it's really heartfelt, and, and I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. And my ending questions, let me see. I'll ask you this one. What is success to you these days? How do you define success? I think it's continuing to just be hungry to, to continue to progress personally along my five little pillars and not to stay in balance and to kind of continue to meet those little objectives that I want for myself and, and, and quickly fix things when I get out of whack, like on my sleep or, you know, even as hard as, as hard as I try to be a good husband, sometimes I don't be the best husband I can be. And, you know, I I, got to work on that because, you know, I love my wife. I want to be with her forever and ever. And I want her to be happy. And so when, when that's out of whack and, you know, it's a reality, you still got to make money in life. You still got to have financials, but, you know, could I make even more money than I do if I neglected all those other things? Potentially, but it's not worth it to me I'm, to to blow up those other things or to put them at risk. And even by saying this, it's just um, incredibly important and honorable to you're aware of everything and you acknowledge that and you speak about it. It's just really incredibly enlightening. Thank you again for being you. We need more men like you <laughs> expressing uh, themselves, uh, being authentic. Uh, and that's really, uh, really beautiful. Yeah, again, I have to say it. Thank you. And I appreciate it. 
<laughs> and my last question is, what three things you wish everyone to experience before they lose the body, before they die? That inner joy that you are achieving what you want to achieve and that you're, you know, that you're, you, you feel that, that you're, you're doing good things. Two, you know, that, um, that you, you look back at your, look back at what you've done and you know what, you can actually smile and say, you know what, I did do a lot of good. You know, I, it wasn't all perfect, but you know, I did do a lot of good. And three, that, you know, you, you just smile and said, you know what, God, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was I had a lot, a lot of fun. A lot of experiences, you know, uh, and it's, uh, yeah. you know, and that's, uh, that, that, those would be the three things that I'd want everybody, you know, cause it's, you know, you can't take the money with you. I mean, I, I've had different times, you know, you can't, you know, what, what you can take is the experiences, the relationships, the knowledge to educate. I mean, um, at least, at least that's my belief system and, you know, what kind of, you know, motivates me. And, and I still, you know, want to make enough money to, you know, because it's, it's nice to be able to, to make enough money to be able to support the local high school teams or, to, you know, to be able to, to, um, you know, to help the community or to do good things and to also just provide for your family and to help your, you know, your kids. And, but, um, you know, if you unbalance that so much that, you know, it, it puts those in the things and you don't have a wife and, you know, you don't have a family and the different things. So right. it's, it's like what we've talked all the time. It's just it's finding that balance for you. And when you get out of balance, Work to work to fix it. Yeah, knowing the way back. So true. Thank you so much again for sharing your lovely wisdom, timeless wisdom from my perspective and your presence here today. Thank you so much again, Darren. And before we say goodbye, where can we find more information about you, your products, services, and future projects? Uh, you can go to a couple of our different websites. We've got 7houreasysleep.com. People can actually get a free sample there. Uh, uh, you can also go to um, our lionsfuel.com. It's more of an athletic type program. And anybody that wants some weight loss information, go to easyslim9.com. Wonderful. I'll have those websites on your podcast profile too. Thank you so much and we'll talk soon. Thank you so much. Thank you, Darren. Bye for now. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Darren Lopez and his work, please visit agelessgloballab.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.